3: Attention Earth Peter Pan Syndrome community. The following podcast is not real. And not only that, it was not recorded live back in March at Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle. That's right, this episode dates back to when the Dark Lord's victory was just an index card in the writer's room we don't have. Also, there's a bunch more framing devices going on this week, so loosen up those brows for extra furrowing. Enjoy the show!
1: test? All right, good deal. People of Earth, please attend carefully. I am Baron Shangleberth Ragoon, steward of the Shrike Valley and humble minion of the Dark Lord, on whose behalf I say unto you, hello from the Magic Tavern. Grundle, play the pipe. Yeah, very good. I guess I should explain why you hear me casting the pod this week. Uh, Fear not, your regular hosts, Arnie, Chunt, and Usador remain unharmed but humble as prisoners of the Dark Lord here in the town of Hogsface. But this week, in a moment of rebellion, Arnie Niekamp threatened not to do the podcast anymore. So, to prove that none may defy the Dark Lord, and that should he wish he can contact Earth himself with or without Arnie's assistance, we confiscated Arnie's computor. It's pretty exciting stuff. Now, I'll admit, when I've spoken into the microphone in the past, I was just having a conversation as a traveler in a tavern, so it's not really clear to me what needs to be said here. But, uh, luckily, on this first try, it appears that we have an episode already prepared. Arnie Chuntin and Usador had recorded this after episode 99, but prior to episode 100. But it seems it was never cast to your world, or at least it returned without having reached its destination. Episode 100 is, of course, uh, when the Dark Lord graced this pitiful waterhole with his glorious presence, seized this town, and made prisoners of all who dwell here. It was something to behold, let me tell you. As you listen do please note the naive optimism on display. The foolish belief of the host that they can stand up to the Dark Lord as though their petty schemes were any match for his terrible machinations. Uh, I should warn you, I have listened to the beginning, and there is an otherworldly voice that doesn't seem to be coming from anyone here in Hog's face. I'll be asking my, uh, magicians and witches to try and find the source, but, uh, in the meantime, enjoy. Or, uh, I don't know, are you supposed to enjoy this? Endure? Listen.
3: Love... Warning, people of Earth, and specifically people of Seattle, the following podcast is not real. But it is being recorded live for the Emerald City Comic Con. Thanks for taking a break from the daily Fraser cosplay to attend. And here's a thing for you, Uber fans. Earth time proceeds differently than Foon time. So, this recording takes place between episodes 99 and 100. Time is funny, isn't it? Well, not funny, haha, but funny nonlinear and trapped in a self fulfilling cycle of destruction. If this doesn't mean anything to you, congratulations, you're probably in a relationship. Now, sit back and enjoy the show.
4: the Magic Tavern, a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Niekamp. If you've never listened to the podcast before, this is an odd time to start, Uh, but uh, that's fine. This is all you really need to know. About a year and 11 months ago, I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical, fantastical land of Foon. Luckily, I'm still getting a slight Wi-Fi signal uh, from that Burger King through the dimensional rift, and I use that to upload a podcast. Thank you. Ah, thank you, Usador. Those back rubs while I give this beginning part is what gets me through. Uh, I use that to upload a podcast I record every week here in the Tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur, where, where we all are now. In the town of Hog's Face, in the land of Foon, and I'm joined, as always, by my buddies, by my co-hosts, Usador. I am Usador, wizard of the
5: twelfth realm of Ephesius, master of light and shadow, manipulator <laughs> of magical delights, devourer of chaos, champion of the great halls of Tarakas, The elves know me as Fang Fangyallik. Shut up. The dwarves know me as Zoninhuks Tangjis, and I shut up. And I am known in the northeast as Gasmonius Maystar, and there may be other Gas- secret Mianus names. This is a
4: real dark horse favorite.
5: I think it's because it's the one you didn't come up with. <laughs> and there are other secret names you may not know. Names of great power and terror that would destroy an entire city if they were uttered aloud.
4: Has your name ever destroyed an entire city?
5: Yes, I once destroyed the city of Slim.
6: I've,
4: I've, I've never heard of the city of Sklim. You, well, why? <laughs>
7: they were famous for they had a uh, gymnasium, um, but then when Usor's full name was said, a bolt of lightning struck and just snapped into the Sklim gym. Oh,
4: hey buddy? Hey, uh, I am also joined by my co-host Shunt, the King of the Badger. Oh yeah, baby. So I don't talk about this enough, but you are a shapeshifter. Yes, not, I am. You are not just a talking badger oh, that kind you. of looks a little bit like a skunk. Yeah.
7: Well, no, that's. I think that's just genetic. Yes, I am a shapeshifter. So I do have the capability to change into other creatures. Uh, should I have into toi?
4: What's that now? What's into toi? <laughs>
7: It's what I call intercourse.
4: Oh, oh okay. It just
7: sounds fancier. Uh-huh. If you told somebody you had an intercourse or intertrois, which one's going to start a conversation? Probably both. But
4: <laughs> intertrois sounds yeah. a little bit more uh, well-to-do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, guys, I'm so excited. We're going to finally leave... To defeat the Dark Lord in two days. Yeah. In
5: two days, we embark upon the greatest quest that any man, elf, or dwarf has ever known. Ah, oh, yea. Eucador shall finally strike out and destroy that Dark Lord that has held us back for so long, and nothing shall come between us and our goal.
4: Not a thing. <laughs> and also, we're going to use the Lunar Sword.
7: <laughs> I mean, honestly, I went downtown and placed a bet on us. Mm-hmm. 101 to win i said we're gonna win oh so i don't i don't see what could go wrong yeah
4: absolutely we got the lunar sword i'm never gonna lose this uh, although i have to confess i briefly lost the lunar sword this morning what i briefly lost it i was like you know how you're leaving the house and you're like keys wallet phone and you, every once in a while you forget one you're like how did i do that i'm usually like you know bag of money lunar sword i'm like nah, oh, i don't have the lunar sword
5: Great story,
4: Arnie. Sword and I did want to talk to you this
7: morning about. Since the battle is coming up, we wanted to talk to you about not just physical strength, not just fighting the enemy with the lunar sword, but also being able to mentally combat the enemies.
4: Oh wow! What kind of mental challenges will we be expected to have on this? Class? Oh, there's
7: no challenges. We know that you can't do challenges or math, but um, It's just a lot of like when you see like if you're fighting someone and like you take a minute to just be like, what are those pants? And they're like, what? And you're just like, yikes. (laughs) And then they put down their sword and like, what do you mean? And I'm just like, no, it's just those are those like are those the pants you're gonna wear to fight? And they're like, I thought so.
4: (laughs) You know, you just get in their head and it shuts them down. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yusidor, what kind of mind games do you play in battle?
5: Similar ones. If I come up against a gelatinous cube, I say, Are you going to wear those pants? (laughs) And they say, I wear no pants at all. And then they are confused for hours while I sneak right past them. There's a lot of pants-related things.
4: Yeah. It's, it seems like a lot of pants. And, I, yeah, I got to confess, like, are we going to meet a high percentage of creatures that are wearing pants? You never know. You never know.
7: Yeah, you never know. You have to be prepared.
4: I haven't thought about
5: this at all. I must spend some time consulting one of my talismans as I think about whether or not our enemies shall have pants.
7: he's going to be like that for a while you know some might wear shorts you know some might wear uh, cargo, cargo pants do you have cargo pants on earth?
5: Earth? we do, they're
4: pants with a lot of pockets that's, yeah, same thing Yeah. you know I have to confess, maybe it's because I've been in Foon a long time, at first Foon things and Earth things were very different but over time, more and more it's just like (laughs) Do you have cargo pants? Yep, same here. Well, that's because of you, my friend. Oh, really? Yeah, we call that the moth effect. (laughs) I'm just glad that I brought cargo pants to (laughs) moon. Yeah. If there's one thing a husky man from Chicago (laughs) was going to bring to a magical world, it's loose-fitting pants with a lot of pockets. On that happy note, let's talk to our guest. Guys, I am so excited uh, we're going to talk to an artist. You know, we don't really talk about the arts in Foon as much as we probably could.
6: I'm so excited to talk to Charles Schmutz. Hello. Hey, Charles. Now you're a carfoonist. I am. I'm am a professional carfoonist. I uh, I make carfoons. Um, I don't know if you know much about the carfooning arts. I, I do not. Well, it's known as the twelfth art on Foon. The twelfth art. Yeah. There's. Small horses. One. Mm-hmm. Babies. Two. Two. Ugly babies. Three. Uh, paintings. Four. Four. Paintings of babies. Five. Five. Paintings of ugly babies. Six. Six. Paintings of horses. Seven. Seven. Sex.
4: Eight. Eight.
6: Uh, ugly sex. Ugly sex. <laughs> Nine.
7: Nine. Paintings of ugly sex. Paintings of ugly of sex. sex. That's. You know, ten. I,
4: we don't talk about the decorations in the Vermilion Minotaur too much. Surprising amount of paintings of ugly sex yeah. in this place.
6: Well, there was a big fad a couple years ago, the big ugly sex with the big eyes painting thing. Uh, uh, uh. Thanks uh, for interrupting
5: right before we got to 11. Oh, sorry.
6: Oh, well, 11 is uh, movies, and then 12th is carfoons. Carfoons? Yeah.
4: So, what are carfoons?
6: You're not well, going to ask what movies are? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, is this, no, right. this, no, this going to be another cargo shorts thing?
6: Movies Mo- are when... Um, uh, one of your neighbors is going to leave their house and go somewhere else, and they clearly need help, but you don't want to help them, so you just sit outside and watch them labor over all the boxes, yeah. and you just go, "Look at those movies." Yeah.
7: <laughs> and every once in a while, if they're if they're like taking a break, you like snap your
4: fingers and you go, "You haul." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if that's an art form, I might already be an artist.
6: Yeah. What carfooning is, is if you are uh, good enough at drawing... What happened to that horse? I'm having some horse problems. Oh, no. What is this? I'll tend to the horse. <coughs> that's, the, that's the sixth, seventh, and eighth art.
7: Isidore, can you put a pair of cargo shorts on him?
6: <laughs> Bing! Oh, my God! Whoa.
4: <laughs>
6: it happened. <coughs> carfooning is when an artist uh, is good enough and trained enough, he can use... Uh, magic-infused paints and inks to bring his drawings to life. Oh, wow. To delight boys and girls from 9 to 900. When you turn
5: 901, forget about it. Yeah.
6: (laughs) And I'm not licensed to entertain (laughs) 8-year-olds. You have to be (laughs) 9. Let's not get into that. So your drawings come to life? Well, after quite a bit of training, yeah. You can't just... No one can just buy magic paint and try to bring... That would be disastrous. Sure. Um, like, what
4: if it's a bad drawing?
6: Well, that's the problem. So you have to study for many, many years. You have to go to university to learn how to do this. Because if you, like, for example, my very first cartoon idea, I was really excited about it. It was going to be about this big, fat, orange cat with stripes. Um, it sounds great. Yeah. He hated days. Uh, Who
4: doesn't hate Days?
6: I know. You see, it, the appeal, the yeah. broad appeal and so I had, you know, I had sketched him and I broke out the magic paints and I, you know, I was thinking about, you know, who he is and as I'm painting him, like, okay, what are his likes and wants and needs and, and you know, who does he live with and it's coming to life. And then he suffocated because I forgot to draw him with lungs. Oh. And now his cartoon is that cat's story but without the cat involved, which is just trippy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Super trippy. Yeah. I named him Marmaduke. <laughs> And now it's called Marmaduke minus Marmaduke. Oh, man. But no one knows what that means because they never saw Marmaduke because it's creepy because he's a dead cat. So you have
4: to draw, like, everything. Like, everything you forget to include, this living creature has
6: to live without. Yeah. And yet
5: everyone can have kids.
6: (laughs) (laughs) What? The the next time I tried to make a a carfoon come to life, I thought I nailed it. I was like, don't forget... Because you, you don't draw the lungs, but there's a way to draw a cat where it's clear it has lungs. Sure. That's why oh, you yeah. went to university to get your training.
4: Yeah, you look at a cartoon cat, and you're like, "That cat don't have lungs.:
6: No, yeah. <laughs> well, when it's dying in front of you and yes. turning blue, yeah, that was rough. I said, "I'm so sorry." And he was not anyway. And that's actually we had a famous cartoonist
7: in Foons named uh, Picasso, uh, and he went through a period where all he drew was animals with no lungs. Uh, and they all suffocated and turned blue. That's called this? his blue period. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Just reporting the history. <laughs> yeah, no. Art history is important. You take that yeah. at Fooniversity. Yeah, and oh, Arnie, you've heard of uh, Fu, and Oon, Oon, the three goddesses yeah, who the created goddesses of Foon. Foon. Um, Charles uh, has this car, Foon, that reinterprets Fu, and Oon, Oon as three females who come to Foon uh, and live amongst the people. Uh, their names are Angelica, um, Eelize, And, uh, Peggy. (laughs) And they come to Foon to work.
4: Work, work. I feel like while you were talking, I I realized three fundamental truths at the exact same time. One. (laughs) That I wasn't going to understand what you're talking about. One. Two. (laughs) Wait, was that... That you're like ah, I was. You're working some of those names really hard. Like if I just, Eliza, three. There wasn't a third. I'm bad at math. Great. Okay. <laughs> Check that. Uh, we need to take a, a quick break uh, because I'm so excited. We have a new sponsor here uh, in the land of Foon. A nude sponsor? Uh, not a nude sponsor. We tried that, and it did not go well. Our new sponsors are are coming up, and they are gonna. Uh,
0: they gave us a few coins to sort of talk about their business. Okay. Um. So this is more of a uh, missed connection. So we were uh, clearing some some kobolds out of a, a sewer. Uh,
2: um. Yeah. Maintenance. Like they, they chew through the pipes, and and then you get the sewage. It's it's bad. You don't want co- you don't want cobolds in your sewers.
0: Really, sewage is bad enough by itself. I, I don't recommend it. And we got in a situation. Like,
2: see, sometimes we, we have these devices for clearing the cobolds. These uh, high high ordnance cobold, uh, gentle. Pacifist clearing devices and and um the the fuses sometimes they're a little bit off, a little bit short, well few feet short. Blew my arms clean off. Um so anyway we, we come to and there's this dude and he's distinctive. He he looks and he's dressed kinda like you, but like fancier. He smells like the devil's
0: own You
2: can't say that here.
0: Oh no the other thing. There's a tavern. Okay. Well anyway.
2: Don't come on, for the kids. Check. So anyway, he's got this long beard and a robe. It's all caked with, um, he's in the sewers, you know. You know, you Fancy know. little hat, littler. Little, very very small. And anyway, we heard some stories around. We'd heard there'd been a bald guy uh, brought back from the dead. Um, we thought they were just stories. We really did not expect any of this. And we were unprepared for this. Uh, we assumed that these were the sort of urban legends you get when you're in sewers a lot, which, yeah, you know, the fumes.
0: Yeah, fumes and food. Wordplay. So no. the next thing we know, my arms are cleaned back on. I, I missed them. And Jay's got his, his face entirely back.
2: And also, we're wearing these very personally fitted uh, leather pants, which we did not wear first. They are not regulation uniforms for cobalt clearing. I just want to make it clear that we did dress correctly to all of the safety standards. And I'm not sure what that had to do with the healing, but um, I guess the bald got a pair too. I asked around afterwards, so I, I guess it's some kind of standard thing with that.
0: But we're, uh, anyway, not sure how to get in touch with this guy. I don't know if wizards, if you guys know each other. No, but
2: Miles, Miles. Don't be racist, not all wizards know each other.
0: I. Oh, jeez. I know we on, do. Come on. Uh, anyway, regardless.
2: Uh, we, we just wanted to say we, we got your pants cleaned if you want them back.
0: So, uh, thanks, and that's all.
5: And of course, visit me at usadorrocks.com, my Squarespace page.
6: I have a great idea for a new Carfoon guys. Oh, what's that? Okay, it's about kobolds that live in your toilet and it's called toilet bolts and you got to crap them all. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a hit. It's going to be a hit.
5: Now, are these cobalts cute and have different
4: powers?
6: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good idea. Yeah, copyright me. Trademark me.
4: I want to learn a little bit more about like uh your studies. So, how do you get into like magic? How do you get into the University of Carfooning? Like do you have to like draw a turtle or?
6: Yeah, so you well, so how I got in was They send out these little flyers, and it was like, you know, can you draw this badger? And I was like, that's—I don't think that's a badger. I think that's a changeling. And they're like, correct. You're in.
4: It was a trick question, just from a picture.
6: So they have to draw Chunt, or is it a different
4: changeling that happens to be a badger?
6: I thought there were other. Are you the only changeling? Uh, No, there's others,
7: but I do pose for a lot of uh, weird projects. Do you do that?
4: (laughs) Do you still do... We talked about this a little very early on, that you make a lot of extra money just posing for perverts.
7: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'll sit down in, like, a diaper and eat oatmeal and stuff.
5: <laughs>
7: or I'll do sit-ups while gardening, and they're just like, here's some
4: coin.
5: How else do you make money?
4: Wait! You sort of, do you do this, too? Oh, yeah. What kind of stuff do they have you do?
5: Well, a lot of times I come to someone's house early in the morning... And I cast a spell of fire and lightning that terrifies them out of their bed. And they say, oh, lo, a wizard has come to lay waste unto mine home. And I say, "Yea, the wrath of Usador is here to destroy thee. And then I, like, you know, pee in a corner or something.
7: <laughs> and I forgot to mention, uh, if anybody listening out there uh, on Earth... Uh, has a question for us, they can email us at chunt at gmail.com. That's chunt with six T's.
4: Yeah, we love uh, answering people's emails. So if people want to email, yeah. uh, we will always answer questions. Yeah. So Charles, talk more about the ugly babies. <laughs>
6: <laughs> if you ever, have you ever had someone introduce you to their new kid because they, just, they had a kid and they mm-hmm. think that that's, that makes them special and they just can't stop talking about their kid, even though the kid doesn't really do anything? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, all right, show me this kid. Yeah. And it's an ugly kid. Sure. And then you have to figure out a way to pretend it's not ugly, but you know they know and they know you know they know. Yeah. That's art. That's art. I mean, that, there's an art to that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And we had to study that. You have to learn all the arts to be a cartoonist because you have to understand life to bring drawings to life. Like, how long do these things live? How long
4: do they live on?
6: Well, uh, it used to be before magic paint got regulated, that it would last forever. But then there was this one student who dabbled in some dark art. Mm -hmm. Dark art, literally. Dark art. No, yeah. Really drab paints. A lot of grays and blacks. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, grays, brown, dark browns. And, uh, well, the legend is, the students would say that that cartoonist was so angry and got turned down a lot by... Both guys and girls at school, and he just put all of his hate into his art. And that he accidentally, we're not supposed to say it, but the legend is he accidentally created the Dark Lord. <gasps> and then they regulated m- magic paint so that your carfoons die after like three weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> they made it so that any paint sold in
7: Foon is very, very tiny and minuscule yeah. and very tender to the touch. It's micro and it's, it's soft. Oh, so any paint in Foon is Microsoft Paint. <laughs> oh, Microsoft Paint. <laughs>
4: Oh. time to check the basement no don't, no, check, don't the check the basement, basement. <laughs> don't check the basement that now, explanation I feel like reminds, reminds me the in the yeah. that explanation
6: <laughs> about Microsoft Paint reminds me we're about to go on a long journey <laughs> they keep Microsoft Paint next to this sand that you use because when, you, when you're done painting and, you, and it's wet you dry the paint by putting sand on it and then you brush it off and that's called comic sands oh. and everyone mm, hates comic everyone sands did. yeah
7: uh, so. Ari, I got an email here. This is from Aaron Morton. Aaron says, hey, what up? <laughs> Should we answer? Nope. There's also an email here from Macy. Uh, says, for Usador, uh, I don't know how she knew to ask this. She says, what was the name that destroyed Sklim? They're all dead, so it shouldn't matter if we know it,
4: right?
5: It didn't just destroy that one specific city.
4: It could destroy any city?
5: Yes. Now, granted, this city was mostly... An outhouse next to a horse post. <laughs> so, a city might be a strong description of what I destroyed.
7: It's a pretty shitty city.
5: It was a pretty <laughs> shitty city.
6: <laughs> Guys, I have a great idea for a new cartoon. Oh! Yes. <laughs> it's called Pretty Shitty City. Trademark Charles Schmutz. Ooh! Oh, he beat me uh, you Damn. just got schmutzed. Now, Charles, are you married? Uh, yeah, happily married.
5: That's and- wonderful. Do you live here in Hogsface? Yes. Wonderful. Uh- now, we've never met before. Yet I live here in Hogsface, and I've never encountered you. Well- but I've enjoyed your work from far away for a long time. What's some wow. of his
4: work that you've enjoyed seeing from a distance?
5: I like Marmaduke minus Marmaduke. It's classic. I like the one about the dog... That always uh, finds a bone in the ground.:
6: Oh, no shoes for Tuesday.:
5: Yes, no shoes for Tuesday. <laughs> there's always a long, elaborate setup, and then it always ends with the dog finding a bone in the ground, and sometimes <laughs> there's a very elaborate graphic that goes with it. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's funny, but it's not mean.
6: <laughs> I don't like to carfoon down.: Yes, thank you. <laughs> you never do that. Have you read uh, "The Wizard of, of Ed? I have not read The Wizard of Ed. <laughs> It'd be right up your alley. Oh, I should. It's about I'll... this guy Ed, and he has his own wizard.
5: He has his
4: own wizard?
6: Yeah, he, the wizard lost a bet with him, and now the wizard has to be his butler. Oh!
4: So I have a question. I'm just wondering, like, have I one I'm not sure if I've seen some of your cartoons and not realized that you've drawn them and brought them to life. I've always wondered, there's this small child that's always running around town hanging out with a giant tiger. Oh,
6: that's one of mine. Oh, that's one of yours. Oh, good. Because I was worried about that child. (laughs) No, it's fine. Well, you should be worried about him because he's dead in three weeks. (laughs) Oh, no. And then I got a... You know, funny story, trivia about... But he lives on in our hearts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Trivia, the first time I drew him, I was like, nailed it because he got up and just started acting funny and I'm like, this is going to be a hit. And then about... 24 hours later he started to get really sick and died and I realized I never drew him with uh, an anus. Oh. He was pooping internally.
4: Oh no. Yeah.
6: So that was a lesson learned. (laughs) Let me tell you.
4: That's sad. This is a weird question to ask about a child. Did you draw him with a penis? Like, just so he could urinate. That's disgusting. I'm just thinking. Good question, Ani. I'm just thinking, like, it might be adorable to see that child, like, urinate on a symbol or something. (laughs) Oh.
5: What if he was peeing on a sign of the smoldering widow?
1: (laughs) (coughs) Hello, Baron Shanglebirth Ragoon, of course. I'm not really sure this is my cup of tea. I actually took great care to follow what Arnie was doing this time. Uh, And I have to say, it's not clear to me that he's doing anything in particular. Everyone seems pretty easily distracted. Uh, Topics get dropped. People talk over the guest. Uh, Speaking of the guest, can you believe they got schmutz, I love that guy. Anyway, I'm interrupting here because apparently a guard mentioned to Arnie what we were doing, and he begged me not to forget the sponsors. He seems convinced that they're part of the reason he gets to continue doing this podcast. And he seems to believe that if he doesn't thank them, they'll rescind their aid. I mean, I get it. My oldest daughter is going through a phase where she's praying to fu Ooh and Oon all the time. And, I, like, I say to her, praying to Oon didn't save your grandmother from being skeletonized by smorps. Uh, she won't listen. She'll figure it out eventually. Anyway, please do remember... Despite whatever they say, this podcast is actually brought to you by the capricious mercy and measured generosity of our Dark Lord.
2: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code AUDIO to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code AUDIO at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code AUDIO.
8: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to
2: 500-500.
7: I've got to tell you before
4: we go on our quest, uh, you store has consumption. I know. We all have a little bit of a cold, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, we were thinking, like, we should leave on our quest early. Like, why wait two more days? Let's head out early. But then we're like, we're sick. Let's give ourselves two days to rest. Everything will be fine. I'm going to find that rock.
5: The healing rock.
4: Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what did you do with the healing rock? I lost it. No. I know, every morning you're like, you leave your place. You're like, I gotta bag my coins, I uh-huh. gotta
7: I got an email here from Cody. Uh, Cody says, since you guys are going on a quest, have you thought about what your group name is going to be? Oh. For example, on Earth, there's a group called the Fellowship of the Ring. I was thinking something like Adequate Adventurers, or something like that.
5: How dare you! How dare you! Adequate, nay, this shall be the grandest adventure ever embarked upon by any... Man, beast, or child, yea, we shall sally forth, and we shall destroy that dark lord and his evil machinations. Aye, and we shall save every man, woman, and child in foon in two days.
4: <laughs> You're having some real hat problems.
5: I don't think so. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I gotta say, you said wizard hats aren't the most practical. What do you mean? It just seems like not the most practical thing. Like, it's very, like, wind. It's not very aerodynamic. But this is where I keep all my stuff. All of your stuff? Yes, watch. It's where I keep my magic wand. Whoa! And that's where I've been living. It would be amazing to see you pull more stuff out, but let's not. Uh, Here's an email from Lucy Moonstar, fake name. Lucy Moonstar? She
7: says, I thought this was a Magic the Gathering thing. I'm pleasantly surprised. Arnie, are you going to learn any magic for the, for the
4: quest? Um, I mean, I already know uh, Gailey Lichtenkamer. Oh. oh. Very good. Yeah, I lit all the candles, which we can all see. <laughs> uh, I would love to learn magic. Like, how much magic is, is, a, is a mere human able to learn? Well, like, like
6: Charles, you know some amount of magic. It was the magic's inside you the whole time. I could teach you how to draw... A rudimentary carfoon and you could watch it come to life. Wow. If you'd like. That's a big responsibility. Yeah, for at least three weeks. <laughs> for at least three weeks. You know weeks. what, maybe you, if you're going on a big quest, maybe you shouldn't, unless you have something that could take care of your carfoon while you're gone. Yeah. But maybe- I do
4: have to confess I mean, I do have experience with taking care of something I brought into this world for <laughs> at least three weeks. What are you talking about? No, no, I don't want to talk about Earth stuff. <laughs> Charles, is there a is there a price? For this magic? I'm afraid there is. What, Six, what is five, it? What's oh. the price? <laughs> oh, sorry. Guys, I've got to get
6: better at follow-up yeah. questions. Uh, it's about 65 an hour, and I mean... Oh. Uh, 65 but it seems to really way on you, the
4: 65.
6: <laughs> well... <laughs> you seem so sad about it. Yeah. Well, there's not much you can do with 65 coins, so... Yeah. You can't really make a living on that. And you can only draw... So many carfoons to come to life to then slaughter and kill for food because you can't afford to buy food because nobody wants to buy your carfoons. Oh.
5: And you're still thirty five away from an extra life. <laughs>
6: <laughs> what?
5: Every hundred coins you get an extra life. <laughs> what is this?
7: You have, we haven't told you about that? No. About that? And Foon, if you collect 100 gold Points, coins, you, you get, get an, an extra, extra life. life.
4: Why have I been spending all those coins? I don't know. You just have have saved them up for this quest. Yeah. So if I die on this quest... You're done. I'm done. Oh, man. We'll find some
5: mushrooms along the way. Don't worry.
7: Hey, Arnie. Yeah? Never mind. What? What is a chunt, buddy? I just... I feel really bad for Lucy Moonstar. Yeah. I feel like if she came here wanting to see Magic the Gathering, we should give her Magic the
4: Gathering. Well, what is Magic what the Gathering? Mean? I don't I, know. On, in Foon. Oh, we should give her... Yeah, you talk us through it, and we'll give well, it to her. Well, on Earth, as I understand it, Magic the Gathering is a card game that you get into in college and then <laughs> spend a little too much money on it, <laughs> uh, periodically have to call your mother for more money, then eventually you fall out of school. Oh, we have that. We call it drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More glorb and yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, my uh, freshman, col- my sophomore college roommate, exactly that's what happened to him.
7: He was a freshman? He was a freshman. You said my freshman. Well, I got to sophomore- be honest with
4: you, wasn't the freshest man. <laughs> it's a game. Well, like, Trump, you know, like you love to play games and make up games. Sure. Like, do you have any... Did you bring any games in your brain today? Uh... Nope. <laughs> no? <laughs> did any of us bring anything in our brains today? Yes. of what did you bring in your
3: brain?
5: Every manner of scheme and plot to defeat that Dark Lord, yea, for my many plans are already in motion. Yea, the quest doth begin in but two days' time. But that does not mean that there are other methods... Other avenues for us to win. I actually did
7: bring in game.
4: (laughs) Yeah, let's just glaze over
7: what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to play it? You have to go first. Oh, great. Sure. This is called called Bards Against Humility. Okay. (laughs) All right. And what happens is you're a bard. You have to sing a limerick, and you have to not embarrass yourself. You have to fight against being humiliated. Oh, okay. So you're a bard against humility.
4: Okay. Uh, What is my limerick about?
7: Uh, let's say it's about
4: uh, this this card game, Magic: The Gathering. Oh boy! Or, just, okay. or your or your college experience. <laughs> My college experience or uh, Magic: The Gathering. All right. Uh, there was a young lad from Ohio. Uh, oh boy! What a great <laughs> word to rhyme with. Uh, uh, he... You're losing. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, there once was a boy from Ohio. He. Why re- did you
7: give yourself the same last word again? <laughs>
4: Yeah, there once was a boy from Ohio, there once was a boy from Ohio. He then went to college, he then went to college, there once was a boy from Ohio.
5: (laughs) Now, Chunt, can you explain the rules of the game to me again?
7: Yeah, so somebody is the bard, they play the bard, and therefore they they sort of put out musically a limerick, and they try and avoid being humiliated by their (laughs) limerick or lack thereof.
5: Ah, I see, I see. So I should do this now, then.
4: Yes, yes.
5: Are you going to do a limerick about
4: your time in college? Or maybe you have had one cooking already.
5: No, I'll do one about college. Usador attended the great halls of Tarakas. Chickens have Quakers. Kobolds have
4: Koloakas. My favorite nursery rhyme.
5: There I became even more blue. My powers became strong and became true. And with these great powers, with the great Dark Lord, I'll get into a fracas.
4: Jen, did you want to play your own game?
7: No, I'm good.
5: <laughs> the guest is always welcome to play.
7: Oh, what was the game again? It's Bars Against Humility. Here, I'll give an example. Okay. Arnie always says I look like a skunk, and that puts me in quite a funk. Because you bet your bottom buck, I'm cool as fuck. And Arnie's just a weak-ass little punk.
6: Whoa. Yeah, all right.
5: It's never I don't fun- like sitting between you two.
4: Yeah. It's never fun when a whole tavern, like, cheers a burn on you. Have you ever been in a tavern and someone, like, made fun of you and the whole tavern's like, yeah! Oh, thank you. I love Oh, people! Everyone you. in the tavern is just yelling people they love. They don't have to be people that are I practicing. love
5: Levia. <laughs> so I moderately like all of
4: you. Oh, oh wow. wow! That must be that sounds- that's Lucy Moonstar, I bet. <laughs> the- Charles, do you have any like aspirations for the future?
6: Oh, you don't want me to do the limerick?
4: Oh no, I do. Sorry, yes. Oh,
6: geez, Arnie, that's because I'm guess. not. A, I'm not afraid. Ooh. Limericks are. The 13th art. I didn't want to tell you.
7: 13. Wow.
6: Yeah. It's not... It's an unlucky art. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some buildings are just like, let's skip this art. Yeah. They go straight to the 14th art. Which is? (laughs) (laughs) Improvisation. (laughs) 14. (laughs) Mm, Uh, More
4: more of a craft. Yeah.
5: I was going to say more of a skill that needs to be learned. Yeah.
7: See, I don't believe in improvisation because then people are like, "I moderately like
6: you." <clears throat> I want to try the thirteenth art.
7: Let's do it. Here we go.
6: There once was an artist from Foon, who tried to make a drawing too soon. An orange caddy tried, no lungs, so it died. Uh. <laughs> uh what was the first word? Foon. <laughs> so he killed it with the blunt end of a spoon.
3: Oh, yeah. This
6: is my first one, so.
4: Uh, I think we may be uh, running short on time, but uh, Charles, uh, sort of before we go, yeah. are, there, are there any new sort of carfoons that you're working on or new projects you're looking forward to?
6: Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, my newest project is about uh, this guy from another planet uh, called Murph. And he fell through this hole uh-huh. uh, behind a restaurant, and he came to a, a magical land. Huh. And he has a friend who's a red wizard, hmm. and uh, another friend who never changes into anything. He's always the same every day, and not funny at all. Because it sounds the, so relatable. <laughs> and it's going to be a huge, huge, huge. Hit, believe me. All of these things are going to be brought to life. Uh, Eventually, yeah. If I can remember to draw him with lungs and an asshole, (laughs) (laughs) at least three weeks. Please draw me without an asshole. (laughs) So just you then, not the wizard or the. Yeah, they can have as well. They can have their two. No, I meant if I draw you without any assholes, then I can't draw the wizard or the badger. Oh,
5: good thing this is an idea you made up. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
6: Sorry, Carfoonists We like guys named Arnie. We sometimes want to defend the guy named Arnie.
4: No, thank you. That means a lot, Charles. I'm no really no problem. Well, you're here. the one
6: that asked me to be, you know, on your podcast, and yeah. I still appreciate it.
4: Yeah. And you know what, though? I mean, I I know that uh, You Sidor and Chunt make fun of me out of love. Or maybe I'm just in denial. <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen Chunt's face <laughs> crack so completely
6: when I said that. <laughs> I'm just thinking of ugly babies. Sure. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. If I had gotten in on that ugly baby craze, holy crap, I'd have so many extra lies right now. <laughs> well, Charles, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. <clears throat>
4: Are and you y- kidding me? And, y- and uh, Usador and Chunt, thanks so much for always being here with me.
5: It is mine pleasure. And it is also my pleasure to announce that in two days' time, we shall embark upon the greatest quest ever undertaken by
4: anyone from food.
7: Yeah, and I, I love you, Arnie. I'm going to go check the
4: basement. Don't, don't worry. We're going to leave. Why do we need to keep uh, worrying about stuff here? Okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I just want to thank everyone in the tavern for putting up with us every week. I know we sometimes get a little rowdy, uh, but we just uh, we're happy that you take time to sort of put up with us. Um, and uh, as we go, I just want to say, there once was a boy from Ohio. Uh, he he forgot what he was going to say. <laughs> there once was a boy from Ohio.
5: Arnold. It's ironic. I love you, but you make it hard.
4: <laughs> uh, there once was a boy from Ohio. He was very lucky. Oh, Mayo. He went on Glad a. Glad we stuck around. He went on a quest with his friends who are the best. Aww. And that's the end. Hey, bio! <laughs> Thank you so much. We're hello from the Magic
1: Tavern oh wow i mean they got really close to discovering the magical portal we were building in the basement there i mean i know how it all turned out of course it would be blasphemy to doubt the surety of the dark lord's gambits just listening i got a little nervous there uh anyway it's very important to me that i clarify to any people of earth listening that the dark lord is not a painting come to life i mean that that is a true story But it refers to a previous Dark Lord, a failed Dark Lord, who held the Book of Sight in his hand but squandered its gifts, who had not the strength or the vision to bring his will to manifestation. And where he failed, my Dark Lord, our true Dark Lord, will most surely succeed. He will sweep away his enemies like dust, he will make life and death and magic his servants, and he will shatter the very Pillars of Foon and remake it. In his own image! I see that we've got some emails, Uh, I do understand this bit, let me see what we've got here. If you wish to contact the show, the email address is magictavern at puppies.supplies. It is important to state that this is a real email address. Uh, This email, yo, my boyfriend and I are arguing whether or not Foon has glasses, like eyeglasses. I say they do. My boyfriend disagrees. I highly doubt every creature on Foon has 20-20. Joey and a Eddie. Now, by eyeglasses, do you mean glass eyes? Because we do have uh, a number of those. I don't know whether people ever lose their eyes on Earth. But here in Foon, there are all sorts of reasons. Your eye may pop out of your skull. And uh, sometimes, before you can get it back in, someone will just come along and gobble it up. Also, you're right. Not every creature has 20 out of 20 eyes. The only creatures I can think of who have 20 eyes are double spiders, or the wall of eyes. Well, actually, the wall of eyes usually has more eyes than that. Joey and Eddie, I don't know. Praise the Dark Lord. Dear Arnold Usador and Chunt. I am currently renaming all of my computer's host names to be restaurants in Foon. Besides the Vermilion Minotaur and Choo Choo's Chow, what other restaurants, line, taverns are there in Foon? Thanks. Darren, Master of Digital Manipulations. Well, Darren, I'll be happy to answer that question, but first of all, Let me say, welcome. If you are a master of digital manipulations, there is a place for you with the Dark Lord. We have so many fingers that get cut off in accidents, and we just do not have enough magic doers to enchant them to form finger balls, finger spiders, finger chains. If you have made that your cause, please get ready to join the Dark Lord. When we arrive on Earth, As for restaurants, here in the town of Hogsface, besides the Vermillion Minotaur and Choo-Choo's Chow, which of course has been shut down, uh, there is, of course, the Smoldering Widow. There is the Crying Basilisk, although um, that's more a brunch place. If you're ever in Skur, there's the Hangry Hippo. I had a meal once at Club 54, which uh, you go into one door, and then some animal is pushed in, and before it makes it to your table, it is hit with 54 clubs, and it shows up, oh, so tender. Pinto Poison, it's just a name. They actually serve their drinks in quarts. I wish I knew more, I really don't go out that much. I've got my own cook, and when I'm not traveling with my cook, I'll just kind of go into a house and tell the people there that if they don't make me dinner, I'll kill them. Oh, wow, um, that is kind of exhausting. I guess I will bid you goodbye, and I will be taking Arnie up on his offer to come back next week. Arnie seemed so much happier when the tavern was uh, at capacity, as it was, you know, in the episode we listened to. Stuff has sort of slowed down here in Hog's face. The folks have got back to their routines... I think we might be, uh, lifting the curfew and allowing more individuals back into the Vermilion Minotaur. That should cheer up Arnie Chunt and Usador a bit and, uh, keep them happy and podcasting. So, with that, I will leave you, people of Earth. I have been Baron Shangleberth Ragoon, proud foot soldier in the Army of the Dark Lord, who will soon have all of Foon under his control. Before he brings his wonder and majesty directly to you. Oh, well, let's see. How does this stop? How do we stop this? This is still going. Oh, uh, halt! Halto! Damn it! Get, get me! Get me, Arnie! No, the human! Get me! Give me the human. Oh, sorry. No, the earth. Give me the earth man. Ah, for the dark lord's sake, how do you turn this off?
3: Remember me? If this were Inception, I think I'd be the van going off the bridge. Thank God none of this is happening, because I doubt I could explain it. Usador the Wizard, aka Hat Problems, was played by Matt Young. Chunt the Badger, aka Limerick Uphill Battle, was played by Adol Refire. Charles Schmutz the carphonist was played by special guest Scott Kurtz, the creator of the webcomics PvP and Table Titans. He's also Binwin the Dwarf, from Binwin's Minions and Acquisitions Incorporated, the Brief Cameo of the Kobold Hunters was by the hosts of the podcast Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men, which you can find at explainthexmen.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Baron Ragoon was played by Chris Rathchen. Finally, there once was a man who confessed. World protecting was his interest. If you are from Ohio, don't rhyme with Oh My when Scott Bio surpasses the test. Take it, Craig. Hello from the Magic
0: Tavern was produced by Arnie Niekamp, Evan Jakover, and Ryan DiGiorgi. This one edited by Garrett Schultz. Music by Andy Poland, logo by Allard LeBon, additional audio effects by Jason Knox.
6: Production assistance by Garrett Schultz. Visit us at HelloFromTheMagicTavern.com or on Facebook or
0: Twitter. Thanks to the Chicago Podcast Co-op and extra special thanks to Earwolf, Craig Cast. Welcome to Craig Cast. I'm Craig. Uh, I don't have a guest today, but I did want to talk about something kind of important. I found this uh, strange note in my sleeping pod here. It says, I am
6: Rob. I think that's what it says. Anyway, the penmanship here is terrible. I am Rob. It looks like me when I try to write with my left hand, uh, which is still sparking weirdly.
0: Well, uh, that's all for today's Craigcast. I've got to go find out who Rob is. Wait a minute, Rob? Could that be Robot? Oh, it's from Robot Arnie. What a scamp.
8: Hey, you. Psst. It's Jason Bateman. Have you listened to Smartless?